listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. We got a W. What's up? We got a W. We got a W. It's W. That's Derek. It's w. That's JK3. Yeah, it's W. <laughs> it's funny. And I'll tell you, we did not plan that. There's, We did not plan that at all. It's just so exciting that we can actually say that we are one in five. <laughs> wow. It's exciting that's to say that we are bar. one in five. I'm not going to go that that's far. It. I'm not going to say that again. We are one in five. That such means a we got to win. Herb's got to win. Help oh. me understand how Urban Meyer got to win. In London, somebody I please. Like, I was just so terrified that we were flirting with the Bucks for that that uh, that um, two year losing streak or however many games it was twenty six. I was like, God, just please, just don't let, just don't let us be that bad. <laughs> no. And remember, right. back then they only played like fourteen games a season, so that's like two years and a couple of games. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's actually it's actually one it was 14, 20. So it's like one year and almost two full seasons. Right. That's just terrible, man. But it gives me hope though, because you know, now look at them. Hopefully I'm alive that long <laughs> for us to make a dr- dramatic turn, their, their turnaround success, of events. But their success is because of one person. Okay. Now they might be a team and all that, but their their wins is because of one person. And he this just happens is, to hey, be this, the greatest. This is the Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, so um, you can just stop right there. Hey, they don't look, have Trevor you, Lawrence. You, you, <laughs> hey, according to Key uh, Keyshawn Johnson, Trevor Lawrence is not that good. Yeah, I didn't see that. What is that yeah, about? Man, what did he say? Man, he was running his mouth about how you know it's all show. Show me some wins, and then he said that if you put Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence in the same boat, same result, all this stuff, I'm like, okay, now you you, you look, okay, go back and pick up the book that you wrote. Give me the damn ball. Like I'll make make a new book title for you. Give me a damn break. Okay. Because (laughs) Mac Jones is not on the same level as Trevor Lawrence. End of story, man. So just shut up, man. I can't stand when he got going. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, I feel Congrats. like sometimes nowadays on on ESPN, like you're paid to say just the most outlandish and just random things, mm-hmm. and it, and it helps because people are talking about it and people are getting mm-hmm. the ratings and that's what it is. We're and, talking, and that's about what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't even be paying attention to Keisha. Was it Keyshawn Johnson? Right? Yeah. yeah. So I saw a tweet. Um, I saw a tweet where someone said where they took that his quote and they put, "Don't worry, Keyshawn's a girl's name anyway." <laughs> yeah that's funny well and uh matthew wright was our unexpected uh savior uh making the the one i guess 53 yard field goal and then the game winner at the end totally unexpected um so we'll talk a little bit about the the game uh before we jump into that though i do have to ask you guys if you made your way to your local gate petroleum store to get your game-winning hot dog Got my oh, gate man. winning gate glizzy, the triple glizzy. G. <laughs> <laughs> gate game winning glizzy. Gotcha. gotcha. Kind of a Derek, tongue twister if you put it out there like that. Did you pick up your hot dog off the uh, little, uh, what, what is that thing called that it sits on? The roller. There, the roller. Sitting, <laughs> sitting for eight hours. <laughs> 
Unfortunately, I did not pick up the hot dog. I know what? I should have because there might not be that many of them, but I did not pick up the hot dog, man. Mm. I got sidetracked with something that day. I think, you know, work and stuff. But uh, hopefully I have another opportunity to do so because yeah. I definitely want to go buy my, you know, Pepsi product uh, <laughs> and, and get my gay hot dog in the process. Dude, the funniest thing, the funniest thing about that. And like, so we were so we were laughing about the the, the gate hot dog. Um, Blue Wire had a uh, town hall and like I talked about like the, the tweet and how it kind of generated some numbers and people were like, wait, so a gas station hot dog. And I'm like, yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's so <laughs> they're funny. like, wait, what? So you go and do what? I was like, yeah, you literally go and get a, a, a Pepsi product and the Jags win. You get a hot dog and yeah. the actual, you know, store or the company, you know, kind of trolled us back saying, you know, what were you we saying that generated a lot? And people were like, so it's like a hot dog on the roller. And it's like, yeah, but it's a victory hot dog. You know, so right. It's yeah. Big. Yeah. No, it, it was uh, definitely interesting. I mean, we definitely we ran with that hot dog tweet. <laughs> the, the hot dog content was uh, seven days a week uh, leading up to that game. But uh, it was pretty fun. Some of the tweets we got back were really funny. Um, so everybody that participated in that of like the 700 likes and, and the endless retweets, we really appreciate it. Cause that was just hilarious stuff. Uh, and Keep thanks them going. Let's, let's, let's stack those glizzies. Stack yeah. the glizzies. I didn't even know what glizzy meant until that, uh, that tweet came through and you, uh, defined it for me. So I, I it was a learning experience too, which was exciting, but, um, you, yeah, you know, they, there's a rapper. His name is shy glizzy. Oh yeah. Is that, is a hot dog reference <laughs> or no? It's, well, he's a Chicago rapper, but Shy Glizzy okay. is an actual. Yeah, I don't know if gotcha. the Glizzy is actually in reference to the hot dog, but yeah. Okay. Well, I did send Gate a direct message and said, uh, you know, thanks for uh, the fun. They didn't reply, so uh, if you're still out there, Gate, and you're listening, uh, <laughs> we'd love to have a uh, business relationship in some capacity one day. Um, so anyway, if you didn't get your hot dog yet, I, I don't know if you still can get it. I think it was just the day after mm-hmm. the game, right? Yeah, you're. Um, I think I think some people were a little premature in getting their hot dog, but the good folks at Gate were able to, you know, kind of just all right, you know, just slide it to them. Um, but yeah, forty. I think it was forty eight hours okay. after, or okay. twenty four. Yeah, forty eight hours after. I mean, it was a good little setup. You know, they had the the buns were heated in aluminum foil, and uh, <laughs> you know, the the first bite was pretty good. Didn't didn't put any condiments on it, and. Uh, so yeah. Wait, was, so you uh, ate it? You ate it? You got your high dog plain? I got it plain. I got it plain. How old are you? Uh, uh, my actual age? You mean? No, I don't mean that. But you don't have uh, to disclose that. But no, no ketchup, no let. No, I mean, I almost said lettuce. That that was I was thinking about the burger <laughs> <in> the comment. <laughs> the burger <laughs> we were talking about earlier. But no ketchup, no mustard, no onions, well, no relish. Normally, yes, but. You know how sometimes like the the ketchup and mustard bottles that have been out for a while they get like the little crusty tops and stuff and they look a little sketchy. Oh, and, and then you get, and then you get the gnats around it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the uh, you know we're still in COVID and some of the uh, the relish and the onion containers look a little sketchy. So I just I just did the plain hot dog. I felt like that so was you safest. made it. You made a business decision. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Yeah, pretty gotcha, much. Gotcha. Um, this is telling this is telling Gate they got to do better. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, hey, yeah, I mean, you know, the hot dogs are not on par with the egg salad sandwiches. I mean, those are pretty good. Those those are top notch. Number one. No, we're um, going to pass on that. 
But Bro, you uh, got a death wish. If you're eating an <laughs> egg salad sandwich <laughs> at, at Gate, what is the matter with you? You trying to get you know, the sponsorship from Gate or no? What are we doing? I'm just hey. saying, dude, I, an egg salad sandwich is not my choice if I'm going to Gate to a Gate gas station. <laughs> Especially in your line of work, you got business to do, man. Imagine going oh. and getting an egg salad sandwich at 11 a.m., 12.30. Your stomach is looking at you like TikTok. You need to get out of here right now. Yeah. There's no way. We, we already got enough stacked against us having them being fans of a one in five football team. Now you got to go and tell people you eat an egg salad sandwich from a gas station, bro. <laughs> like, you know, if anybody outside of Duval listens to this podcast, they're going to be like, that joker on down by the bank is crazy, man. He's- yeah. yeah, crazy. Stay away from him. <laughs> well, He's got I don't the stomach think- of a goat. <laughs> I'm sure like the places like Gate and Wawa and Bucky's, which is amazing. They they probably don't like their their food uh, options being classified as a gas station. I think they're. I'm gonna they stop you do- right there. I'm gonna yeah. stop you right there. You, you first of all, you mentioned the goat Wawa. Don't yep. ever Uh-oh. put them in Not the, the same, same class. Don't do that class. ever. Okay. And Bucky's is an experience, so <laughs> you would have to you would have to reference Gate and put Gate like in the same. Um, like racetrack, like racetrack, yeah, like a racetrack. Oh, mm-hmm. Little Champ back in the day. Little Champ <laughs> <laughs> was this the eighties? <laughs> Little Champ, that is an old yeah. reference. Yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. I mean, I would argue Gate has done a good job with their newer stores, but um, I mean, they're they're all right. They're trying to be Wawa. Dailies <laughs> is another one. Um, but yeah, no, what, as far as like the uh, actual game watching experience, since it was a, an early game, um, maybe we can jump into a little bit about how each of us watched it. I went up to uh, wicked barley over on Bay Meadows. They did an early thing there and it was pretty cool. You know, they, uh, had the mimosas going and a uh, pretty good little breakfast menu and tons of Jags fans showed up. It was really exciting when any, any exciting plays happened. Um, which is ultimately what I was trying to replicate, being that this would have normally been a home game. Um, but what about you, Derek? I think you were doing a little bit of traveling, right? Yeah, we were coming back from Savannah. Took the missus up there for the for the anniversary, and uh, thankfully that uh, I'm a, a proud subscriber of a cable product that allows my uh, cable to be mobile. Um, so I was how many, able how many to, years? Uh, we're going on two years now. Since what, I've uh, married, oh, married, no, five. <laughs> uh, so you talking, talking about the cable? How many years? How many years? I've been married for five. No, <laughs> I was like two years. Huh? I don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows That's how long so I've funny. been with YouTube TV? But no. Uh, <laughs> yep, five years. Went up to Savannah, and she managed to stop by every single candle store known to man. But anyway, um, no. Definitely was able to get it on on YouTube TV and was able to listen, tried to watch. You should not watch and drive. That's not a good thing. Um, But it it was just exciting to see or to hear um, them, you know, get back into the game, you know, take the lead, make those field goals. Uh, By the time I I got back into the, uh, I was back into city limits when he actually kicked the winning field goal. So um, no, it was definitely something. And I went back and watched the whole like fourth quarter um, just to to actually see it. So definitely something that uh, was good to, you know, have that, you know, 
ride back up back home and hey man, we'll take it how we can get it. I don't care. <laughs> we'll take it how we yeah. can get it. Yeah. yeah. What about no, you, JK3? I, um, man, you know, I, I woke up um, you know, here at the house. I decided to stay home, watch the game, put on a little epic spread, you know, here at the house. Um, I think the most dangerous thing about it is that staying here at the house and then going out in the public after the game. Because like when you're here at first and you're here and you're drinking at the house and it's like, you know, and again, designated driver, my wife, but you know, here it's like, I started, I, I woke up at like seven and, you know, started with the mimosas, started making food and everything else like that, you know, call a couple of my buddies and, you know, doing some shots over the, over FaceTime, you know, those kind of things. And so you start watching the game and man, the game ends at like 11 and you got the whole day left. And you're like, man, um, this is a ride that I want to get off. So, um, but unlike Derek, he watches the game. You said YouTube TV. I still ride off my parents' um, direct TV subscription. So I download the apps and like, like all this stuff. And so the Matt Wright thing, like when it happened, my like maybe I would say 45 seconds before it happened, my phone just starts going absolutely berserk. And I'm thinking, all right, so people are either trying to troll me. I'm going to take my phone and throw it in the retention pond behind my house or like what? And then I finally saw it. And then I started answering the numerous FaceTime calls that I had about it. And it was unbelievable, man. Like, yeah. you know, that those kind of things and those 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 moments are what really make the season special. And, sure. you know, shout out to 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 Matt Wright, historic is unbelievable but that's another story that you know you were going to harp on the guy was among us you know a week ago uh two weeks ago and then now he's you know uh he goes down in some sort of jaguars uh sports obscurity you know by hitting those two clutch field goals like the first field goal that i thought he missed and somehow it curved back in into the uprights was just yeah, unbelievable was and and then yeah and then for you to for you to you know have you know, the cojones to go ahead and kick a 50, a 50 plus yarder to win the game. Not only, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable, man. But I mean, on, and, and on his way out, man, Lambo, seeing Lambo being the first person to congratulate the kid, seeing Lambo being the person to support him and kind of like, you know, kind of pass the torch. You know, I think the city is very, and, and I don't know any other city that, that that's like this. I've never lived in another NFL city, but you know, for us that love our kickers, for some reason, <laughs> um, you, you know, to kind of see it go from Scobie to Lambo, uh, you know, now, now hopefully, you know, right. You know, that, that, that's a good, you know, passing of the guard. Yeah, no, that, that's a good thought. And I didn't even consider the fact that I guess we should mention that Lambo uh, was just released recently too. So, uh, you know, I know he struggled at the end, but he had a pretty good little run there going for a while. I mean, he was a fan favorite and made some pretty big kicks. So uh, you know, definitely disappointing to see how that ended up working out. But I agree with you. Most really accurate cool. kicker in most accurate kicker in Jaguars history. Yeah, yeah no. Hat, just, hat, hats off, man. Hats great off. guy. And like you said, the 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 scene of him congratulating Wright on the sideline was super cool. I, I caught that as well on the on the broadcast. So um so yeah, it was a, a great game. I figure we'll just kind of run through uh briefly if you don't mind just uh, you know some of the aspects of the game on the offensive side Derek if you don't mind hitting a little bit on that um you know Trevor Lawrence obviously uh despite what Keyshawn said is you know 
still turning heads and looking like a, one of the, the best rookie quarterbacks to come out in a little while, right? Yeah, he is. It, it, the whole, you know, you know, whether if it's getting better, whether if it's making good decisions, good throws, I think the coaching staff is, is starting to understand to do some more things to help him. Um, Robinson had a good game. You know, Marvin Jones seems to be his go-to target. So it looks very promising as far as his upside. His, he's got a massive upside. Do we want to see that upside come to fruition now? Yes, and we want the Ws. But he hasn't had much help first five weeks, whether if it's boneheaded calls, off-the-field distractions by coaches, um, you know, injuries, uh, things of that nature. Now that you've got some uh, consistency with the with the play calling, with the the teammates as far as the, the personnel on the field, you should start to see some more familiarity and then start to see him make more plays. That's going to just continue. The Dolphins, uh, they're not uh, the best football team, so it's not like that's you know let's celebrate the victory and move on because they're pretty banged struggling. Up. Yeah, pretty banged pretty up. Pretty banged up. Yeah, but. But, well, hey, we'll take what we can get. And at the end of the day, when you look at the offense, that was probably one of the better games that was called uh, by uh, the team. And although they almost screwed it up, you know, a lot of people could say, oh, they got lucky. Yeah, you, you could get lucky. There was, there was some luck involved. But we're going to take luck any day of the week. That's my thing. So that, that's kind of yeah. how I look at it. And, I, you know, JK3, what do you think, man? Yeah, no, I, I I mean, you got to take what you can get, man. This is a team that is still trying to build that foundation and build that nucleus. Um, a, a win is a win. You know, you got you got to take what you can get. Um, you know, I think within the offensive side of the ball, still Trevor Thorne for 41 attempts, still, uh, you know, a lot for me. 51 is what he threw for in the first uh, game against um, Houston. I don't like seeing him throw that ball that much just because of the probability of him being able to throw a pick, you know, it's there and that pick, you know, it can either turn into a pick six really quick, or it can really change that momentum shift. Um, one of the things that I did notice that in the game that was very, it was noticeable, but again, that momentum, you know, it's like wind, you can't see it, but you can feel it. And I think that the Jags had, you know, did a really good job of controlling, uh, you know, the, the momentum towards the end of the game. I think the defense, uh, you know, kind of responded very well. And Trevor responded very well to some of the adversity because that first drive, Miami drove it down the throat. Um, and you didn't really know what was going on and really didn't didn't know how, you know, we were going to be able to respond from that. But I think that, you know, they were able to respond for respond for it a, a little bit more. Um, the thing that I want to see, too, you know, with with as Trevor, I want to see his throws and his attempts decrease and I want to see James Robinson get the ball more. I, I just really do. I just really want to see this guy get the ball more and really just become more of a, you know, a, a, an anchor in the uh, in the offense. I mean, 17 carries for 73 yards. You know, he's going to eat. He's going to get his, you know, he's going to get his yards. But I think that 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 his his carries, man, you got to get those carries up to at least around, you know, the 20, 25 mark, you know, you got to really just use him as your, your workhorse. And I think they got away from that in the second half because the majority of the time they were, you know, 
kind of, they were in it, but they weren't in it. And so they were trying to re- really figure out their identity and figure out where they were, you know, within the ball game, um, you know, within that second half of, uh, of the game. But I think, you know, majority of the time, man, you really got to do the best that you can as far as getting your tight end involved, which he was with, uh, you know, Dan, uh, with uh, Arnold and Farrell, you know, about three, three-ish targets. But I like the positives. I like to see that him, him going to Marvin, Agnew, and Chenault. I don't know, man. I, I, I think that this offensive production, and, you know, you talk a lot about them stacking those, you know, plays and consistently getting better ever since Houston. Um, you know, I think the offense played as much of a complete game as they have played just because they won. I think a majority of those wins do come on special teams because of right. But the offense probably played the most complete game that they've done as far as being able to spread the ball around. But I need to see Robinson get some more passes. I need to see LaVishka kind of take some of those speed options and some of those things like that to really take the heat off Trevor. And I think that's what what's led to his success so far was the heat being take up, taken off of him within the first uh, three weeks. What did um, you guys think about the offensive line with the injuries that we've had recently? I know the Dolphins, maybe it's not you know the best test case to, to see how we're going to perform in the foreseeable future because the Dolphins aren't good either. But uh, do you think that's going to be a major, again, not assuming we're going to make a run for the playoffs or anything, but as far as being competitive going forward, is the offensive line going to be a concern or did you have some uh, – some good feelings coming away from that game. Dude, I, I, I've been, I've been the, I've been the, the, and a, a couple other people have been saying this on Twitter and things like that. The offensive line has not been the issue for this, for this team, at least for, 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 for this year, the offensive line has held up pretty well. And in my opinion, with the offensive line injuries that have happened and then for, for them to still kind of keep Trevor as, you know, clean, you know, I don't know, have the exact amount of stats, uh, you know, as far as, you know, for his hurries and things like that. This is why we probably need a producer. Uh, so any interns out there, you know, hit us up. But we need to, like the offensive line. They, they. They they haven't been bad. They haven't been bad. When you look at the, the, the overall play, they haven't been bad. But a lot of that, too, you also got to remember Trevor Lawrence's completion percentages are is kind of low, so some of those are hurried throws. Some of them are thinking he has to make quick decisions. Um, that's that's tough. So I think that you know you got one side of it that's pretty okay. You know we'll see what happens with Robinson at the end of the year, and then you have one side of it, the right side, which you need to like do a complete revamp. Um, in my opinion. We'll see what happens as the year goes on, but I think they need to, you know, definitely call more plays, definitely run the ball more. Um, the Dolphins did not get that much. Uh, I think that they did get two sacks, but I don't think they got that much, you know, penetration. They 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 kept we kept Trevor on the move, and that's what we need to do. Um, we ran the ball seventeen times with Robinson. Got to run it more, like JK three said. So those things kind of help your uh, your offensive line when they're not doing so well. <clears throat> so getting creative. Unfortunately, you were going to run into those teams like Buffalo that are going to have defenses that basically keep him in the pocket and keep you know the, from the line from moving. 
so that they can, um, you know, basically tee off on him and try to really hit him and, and you know, knock him out of the game or, or, or really get after him. So we'll see as, a, as a, after we come out of the bye week, you know, we got, I think, Seattle and then Buffalo coming. But, yeah, it, it's going to be tough. They have to keep getting creative to keep protecting him. Can't just drop him back five, seven-step drops. Um, I would like to see that completion percentage rise, and I think that'll rise as he gets more more uh, protection. Gotcha. What about uh, transitioning to the defense? Uh, you know, Tua uh, looked pretty good in his first game back in a little while, even though evidently he might be in a trade situation here coming up soon. JK3, I think you were texting us about that the other day, but – uh, as far as the defensive performance, again, keeping in mind that it's the the Dolphins uh, as our opponent, uh, JK3, what were your takeaways uh, on the defensive side of the ball? Dude, I mean, as as consistent as this defense, as inconsistent as this defense was, the consistent was the tight end on, on the crossing route. I don't understand why Miami went away from that. Gusecki was killing this team and I mean, killing them, dude, he was like eight for one fifteen for a tight end, which is insane. Like, and the crossing routes, man, it just seemed like somebody was always trailing and somebody was always following and, you know, a couple steps behind here, a couple steps behind there. And the defense, there, there, there's a lot of work that needs to be done on the defense. I think the defensive line is, uh, you know, they're, they're getting at home. And the thing of oh, the last two yeah, last two weeks, I think Urban and and Charlie Strong <clears throat> have just let Josh uh, Josh Allen rush the quarterback, and I think the simple thing about that is just letting him do his job. Don't try to prove that you're smarter than everybody else in the NFL by dropping this guy in the coverage and all these other things. No, let him rush the quarterback. Let him do it. Let him get the carries. Let him get the set or get the get the hits. Let him continue. To you know, build. I think the interior line. You know, they're doing a really good job on the run. Um, I, I think they're doing um, a really good job in getting a little bit of the pressure there. But I think in those in those situations to where they are dropping Allen in coverage or dropping Caleb Vaughn in coverage, and really just getting them off their main goal of just getting to the quarterback. Um, you know, they they don't have they're they're getting there, but they don't have the time because the quarterbacks that they've been playing, and I don't know why every quarterback that looks and plays against the Jaguars, uh, you know, looks like a, you know, pro bowl contender, but the receivers that they're having on and the receivers and the route schemes, the, the defensive coordinators are seeing something um, within our coverages and that we can't cover, we can't cover the crossing routes. The crossing routes have been killing us. Um, you know, the linebacker play needs to be a little bit better. But I think the secondary has been really the Achilles heel of this defense. Um, and that's because they're not, I, in my opinion, they don't have the best players out there. Shaq Griffin, he's earning his free agency money. I don't care what anybody says. He's got two drop picks. Okay. But, you know, he's earning his his free agency money. The other side or the other three, four, depending on what coverages you're, you're running right now, that I, Tyson Campbell, that's a miss in the draft right there. There's no CJ Henderson anymore. So that's two misses right now. So now we're going to Trey Herndon, who was a, you know, a, 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 a band-aid when Jalen Ramsey left. 
Uh, and then we don't have our best, uh, you know, Rudy Ford has been pretty, pretty good uh, in, in coverage and pretty consistent there. We don't have our best safety back there as far as athletically goes to be able to kind of diagnose these things. They just got to put the best athletes on the field right now. And I think that's been helping them with, with the addition to Shaq Quarterman. Um, you know, any, any Miami fans are listening to this, you know, that Shaq is a true middle linebacker. He's been balling. He's been laying the wood, been hitting. Um, so they need to figure out some things on how they can get the best players on the field for this last half of the season and really see if those defensive schemes are going to work with this team or are we going to, I mean, it, we, we for sure have to go into the draft, uh, you know, to get some better secondary help and may have to go into free agency and get some, and you have to pay someone. You got to have to pay somebody to get this talent level up, but the, the secondary on the team and them not being able to cover tight ends is the most predictable thing ever. Like if you are a fantasy football player and you have a tight end that the Jaguars are going to play, please go ahead and start them. Start them. <laughs> start them. Like if you need, you need, you need a couple extra points. You need like 10, 15 points from a tight end and they're playing the Jags this week. Start them. It's because the, the, the middle of the defense and all the man coverage we run definitely does not help. Um, they, they try to sprinkle in some zone, but it's, it's definitely a, a ton of man. And unfortunately that's just not our strong suit. Um, I really think that we have to get better. You take, uh, Shaq Griffin, you take miles, Jack, everybody else on that back, you know, uh, back seven is expendable in my opinion. Yeah. Everybody else is yeah. expendable. So they're not, they're not, since, they're not athletic enough to run man and they're not smart enough to run zone. Yeah, then that's a bad combination. Okay. That's like, you know, that's just a bad combination. So, we'll, yeah, Cisco, you know, we want him to play. They don't want him to play with coaching staff. We don't know why. Uh, they keep putting what's-his-face out there. I can't even think of his name right now. It's got me so discombobulated thinking about some of the bad defense we had. But, um, no, could we get better? Sure. Are we going to get better? Probably not on the back end. There were some throws that Tua missed that he shouldn't have missed. Um, craziest part is you got this trade now, this trade talk with him and Deshaun Watson and Denver and the Washington football teams apparently involved too. Um, who knows, you know, what, what's really going to shake up. But Tua missed some throws. He clearly had some guys that were open that he didn't see, that we didn't have covered down the middle of the field. Not on the outside, not running down, and they beat their man one-on-one. These were like some busted, busted coverages. So that means we've got a problem. And unfortunately, you know, for, for, or excuse me, fortunately, they have it. The Miami didn't capitalize off of it. But there will be teams that we play that they will capitalize off that. And then we're going to have some major problems, some major problems. So that, that's just not a good combination. And unfortunately, we're going to continue to see that type of defense and, you know, to stay competitive, we got to hope that the, the offense bails us out or uh, Josh Allen and company up on the front line and the defensive line, put some pressure on the QB to force them to make quick decisions and make an errant throw. Okay. What about wrapping up with special teams? I mean, obviously we talked about Matt Wright. Um, I don't know if you have any more comments on on that, but just uh, the overall performance of the special teams in the game. Seems like we're, we're doing a pretty good job in all aspects. We are. Um, you know, kicking game is very strong. 
punter and kicker. You know, now that now that we've actually made a field goal in the game. Uh, <laughs> That's an improvement. It's very strong. Uh, now, our, our special teams, <laughs> believe it or not, if, if that that is something that you could actually see major improvement. If we keep kicking the ball the way we do, not just field goals, but also punting, uh, flipping that field position. And then if Agnew gets another, you know, kick return, that could be something that's actually a, a, a highlight, a bright spot for the team going towards, you know, the second half of the season is special teams. And games can be won in special teams. If we block a kick, oh, man, we, you know, then we'll really, you know, have something yeah. going. But uh, I think that's a, so we've made a field goal, which is sad. We made a field goal. We have a very good punter. Uh, we ran a kickback, so all we got to do is run a punt back and block some sort of kick, whether it's a punt or field goal, and return it. So, um, you know, the, 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 uh, we, get, we have some bright spots. But, you know, being serious, that is just something that it's good to see. It's good to have someone that is able to step in. And like I said, hats off to Lambeau, man. He was, he was phenomenal for us. He was phenomenal. Hated the way this ended for him. Um, but – in, in the NFL, it's a very short memory. It's that old Janet Jackson song in the NFL. You know what the old Janet Jackson song is? What have you done for me lately? That's what that's what they say up in those offices. If you're not if you're not making kicks, they get rid of you quickly. They find guys off the street at engineering offices because I'm pretty sure that's what that guy was in an engineering. I thought you were, I thought you were going to reference a Janet Jackson song. That's the way love goes. Oh no, no, not that. <laughs> I was going to reference on what have you done for me lately? Yeah, <laughs> no, um, but it's it's a short short shelf life if you're not making kicks, and we obviously see what happened. So um, we wish you know Slambo nothing but the best, and I think he he did a phenomenal job for us. And like I said, I hated that. That's the way it ended. I wonder what I really want to know what the coaching staff did to break him. I really do. I really, I mean, I know he had a little bit of, he he was injury prone. Like, was it the injury that kind of made him not the same? Didn't or, somebody say on Twitter he had like some personal stuff going on or something? I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I, I try yeah, to comment on that. Yeah. Personal, personal lives. I, I'm just talking about, per, I'm just talking about performance on the field. And I understand he had the injury. But I, there was some beef that was going on between apparent. I mean, and it's public knowledge now that between Urban and him, um, and hmm. again, I, I don't know, know what was going on. Yeah, man, Urban was, dude, Urban, Urban was. He like, was rattling everybody's cage. Yeah, he was Every, rattling yeah. everybody, and yeah, so Lambo's, you know, cage apparently got rattled to the rails, fell off. But hmm. um, oh, is that the whole thing where he was like standing right next to him on kicks and practice and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. Like that. Yeah. yeah. That's but, but yeah, but you know, you, you, again, this is the most kicker friendly town. I don't know why it is. So he's gone. I wish him the, uh, you know, the best of luck, but I think that, you know, within, within right, more importantly than the kicker being gone, this coaching staff, they were, they were, a couple, a couple of you know plays away from losing this game. I think Brian Flores's team or Brian Brian Flores, his coaching decisions cost them the game, and mm-hmm. I think uh, that that Urban's coaching decisions almost cost them the game. 
Case in point, I understand, man, that, you know, your, your team is gelling. Y'all are vibing. Y'all are moving down the field and everything. But you got to take those points when you can. Like, you, you got to take those points when you can, man. Like, they're going for it on, on fourth and in, in going for it and leaving points, you know, on the field, that's not a good look, especially for a team that's struggling to get a W. You got to get every scoring opportunity you possibly can. You cannot do that. I don't Seems care like- what people – I don't care what anybody says. You have to take – like, even, even against the Bengals, even, even against the Bengals, okay, you go for it. I understand, you know, you're feeling yourself. You got to get that. If you're going to go for it, why, you know, why, why run that play? And I'm, I disagree with <laughs> running that play. I think you should take the points. You always take the points. In the NFL, you take the points because you don't know what the opportunity is going to be for you to score again. And again, that thing we talk about momentum. Take the points, build off the positivity, build off of scoring, build off of yeah. kicking the field goal. I know it's a ludicrous thing to say as far as a team goes about building off of a field goal, but you got to take it what it is. Team At that point, your team is 0-4, staring 0-5, and another historical loss in the face. I'm taking those points there. I almost feel like when we get into the red zone, that's when all the dumb stuff comes out. As soon as we get inside the 20, it's like, all right, what can we do to screw this up? Okay. <laughs> Like, and, and even, even the game on Sunday, on Sunday morning, it was, you know, we got the ball back on the fourth down um, and we, we end up losing yards on the first couple plays. I almost like feel like at the most critical time, whether if it's communication to the play, the play call itself, execution of the play, uh, somebody getting blown up in the backfield. Do you notice that the craziest things happen when it's most critical for us? So you can't well, put all I mean, that on players. But another thing, though, you got to think about, too, Derek, is like if you're down there when you're getting to that red zone, you get another defender. When you're in that when you're in that 20 yard line or when, the, when you're in that 20 yard line going into the end zone, you get another defender called the the, the back line. And you can't you can only run so many plays into that back line. You can only do so you know, many things. No, we'll see. Here's the thing. That's the most. the the playbook, every play, I'm sure, I'm I'm sure every play in a coach's playbook is important. But your red zone has to be like, look, okay, we're gonna get this in here. If we gotta run two double reverses to get the ball in here, whatever our strength is, that's what we're gonna do to get this ball across that end zone and get these six points. And I just feel like sometimes we just do some of the dumbest stuff. Now, now I know. Well, Bevel's got history with Seattle and the whole, you know, Super Bowl debacle and all that junk. Who knows? But I'm like, look, man, if I'm urban, if it's first and goal and we're at like the eight, James, you're up. <laughs> you're getting the ball. You five. You better make a hole. OK, <laughs> and you better get downhill and pick up at least four. You don't even do that. Like, but see that just, that comes with that comes with him, like not trying to prove that he's smarter than everybody in the, in the NFL, and just running the regular, you know, stuff that's not as sexy, but it's going to get the results. Man, look, 
we got to stop. It's a no brainer, so, dude. Yeah. We got to stop with that. that. I can't stand that, that sexy crap where, you know, you got to look good in plays, man. Just, you just get the ball on, you know, past the goal line. That's all. I mean, that's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to go off on a, uh, on another, you know, topic here tonight, but just when we get inside that red zone, man, let's figure something out. Figure, figure it out because what you're doing is not working. Yeah, we got to win. We scored 23 points. Scored 23 points when we probably should have 30 because we can't, you know, we can't, you know, do anything inside the, you know, inside the goal line or not inside the goal line, but inside the, the 20. So I hope they, I hope they really figure that out because every team has their strengths and weaknesses. They got to figure out what our strengths and weaknesses are and then capitalize on that when we, when we get down there. I think the thing that, you know, one one of the things that does play into the Jaguars, you know, their, their strength, you know, going forward and for them to really be able to figure some of the things out, you know, is the schedule going forward. I mean, you know, you still got Buffalo coming, you know, to town and you still have, um, you know, the Rams where you have to go into there. But other than that, man, you got to look at it as far as, you know, the level of competition. Um, and Keyshawn, you know, you're going to have to eat your words here soon because the Jags do play. Patriots on January 2nd. So, you know, if Matt, you're going to really be able to see if Matt Jones is really good and can't pass that eye test against Trevor Lawrence. And that's the funny thing about, you know, ESPN reporters and things like that. They don't under, like they say these things and you have to be able to back it up. So January 2nd, that morning of January 3rd, I want Jaguars Twitter to be at Keyshawn Johnson's throat when, when we, when we, when, when, Trevor actually pulls out a better QB performance against Mac Jones. Like he's going to have the opportunity to be, to, to really be able to eat crow. But I mean, with the current schedule and the things they have going on right now, they've got some opportunities where they can really, if urban can keep this stuff simple and if urban can put us in and make some good play calling and really just make it, you know, you got some teams that are not really out of your league is what I'm trying to say. You know, you got the Rams, you know, the Rams, they're, they're, they, they sold off their entire draft picks for the next couple of years to, to, to win that super or to win the Super Bowl. So of course they are in win now mode. Um, you know, you got Buffalo who is in win now mode, who is ready to go. You know, they've done everything they can and almost kind of reached their peak. And, you know, if they don't get it done within the next year, year and a half right now, they're not going to do it again. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. my point is that with the Jags, as far as what they're coming up right now, man, you've got, you got the Niners who aren't going to move very or excuse me. you got uh, the Seahawks. Russell Wilson's down. You know, you've got DK. You got a couple other players, you know, on there. Still, that's still a formidable opponent. That's someone that's not out of your league. Bills, you know, they're in win now mode. Colts, not necessarily out of your league. We don't know where they are yet. The Jags haven't played them yet. Uh, Niners, they're not going to be anything until they start Trey. Um, and I think that they owe uh, – I think they owe George Kittle, you know, a little bit of payback for, you know, him talking stuff around April Fool's. I didn't forget about that, George, if you're listening. Um, you know, you got the Falcons, uh, Titans again, Texans again, Jets again, Colts again, Patriots. I mean, I would be content with four to five wins. I'm not saying I'm going to get it, but content with four to five wins, it's a possibility. I don't see very many blowouts. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Well, let's uh, 
let's take a brief moment to uh, play our advertiser, which is actually not Gate Petroleum, but is this company that you're going to be hearing from shortly. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back. All right. So uh, if you guys had maybe one uh, particular lesson learned before the buy for the team, you know, whether it be offense, defense, coaching, whatever it is, what would be the top lesson learned thus far you think the team should fully embrace? And I'll start with you, Derek. Uh, Herbs, stay your butt home. Okay. (laughs) That's the, that's the, that's the lesson that we should embrace. No, um, you know, the lesson that we should, that they should embrace is that they have each other, no matter what they have each other as a team. They know that I'm sure they know that, um, it's the world against them. You have national media that don't like them. You have national media that don't like their coach. So when your back's against the wall, you only have each other. And that's the, to me, that's the biggest lesson learned and just go out and continue to compete and fight hard. And the, the, the results will show we've got some decent talent. We don't have a full stable of talent. We got some decent talent that we can give some teams, even some teams that are in the playoffs, we can make it annoying for them to make the playoffs. So let's make it annoying for them to make the playoffs and then squeeze out some W's in the process. And what about you, JK three, as far as uh, lessons learned for the the team uh, for the first half, or at least pre bye week for the season. Um, You got to keep it simple. You know, just keep it simple. I think the simple and the more, you know, predictable that you can kind of make the play calls and make the things and, you know, let Trevor's uh, athletic ability take over and let him be more of a free thinker. But I think the the consistency and the simplicity of giving the ball to James Robinson, um, putting Trevor in, you know, high percentage throwing, um, you know, situations to where the pocket is moving or he could have, um, you know, something with like an RPO or something that's going to really just get him, you know, in the ability to be able to make the move. A lot of the times people are looking on YouTube and looking at some of the highlights and stuff that he's doing. And a lot of these things that he's done have been with him on the move. And he's been making some great throws and having to ad lib a couple of things, um, you know, because of his athletic ability. And I think you just let him do him, but you need to also continue to, Give the ball to James Robinson. Continue to give Lavishka opportunities. Um, you know, in uh, in space, give him more touches. And you know, now that Chark's gone down, 
you know, Marvin Jones has got to be his his security blanket for us to get and keep moving down the field. So I think you got to keep it simple for the opportunities. And that goes again on the uh, defensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball. Defensive line needs to keep getting that pressure. You need to keep your two edge rushers, um, you know, in the opportunity in the, uh, the the opportunity to to make sacks. Linebacker play has got to be better. Um, secondary play has got to get so much better. But I don't think that's more of a simple thing uh, than than it is opposed to the front seven. Um, another thing, instead of you know, keep it simple. If I could swap it out for the secondary, you need to put your best players on the field right now. You need to see what you got. Um, as far as, you know, players goes and in game time situation and not training camp situation. Some of these guys need to take live bullets and we really need to see what they're made from, made of. So you really got to go, you know, down, get Cisco into the mix, uh, you know, as far as him being a strong safety. Um, you know, if there's any corners out there that Tampa hasn't, you know, grabbed up because of injuries, got to get these guys in. But what they've got right now at cornerback isn't going to help. And I and I think the only way you kind of figure that out is within free agency or I, I hate to say the draft because I don't want to talk about draft talk in October, but it is what it is. But, yeah, they, they need some help in that secondary bag. All right. And then to kind of wrap up, um, you know, since this is sort of, a, uh, I guess, a point in the season where we can do a little bit of evaluating since it's um, – you know, two weeks, I guess, or at this point, about a week and uh, a couple of days until the next game. But Derek, you sounded pretty excited about the one and five record. So if you were to give a grade uh, for the team thus far through the season uh, without the recency bias of the uh, exciting win uh, in London, what would your grade for the Jags be for the uh, season thus far? I have F a question, though, before that. Minus. Oh, God, you said F. F minus? <laughs> Bro, that's a 59. <laughs> minus? Uh, that's probably lower, right? Like, that's, a like 50, a, that's a 58, actually. Yeah. A 58 mm. is an F minus. You have an F minus? Oh my gosh. I was F gonna see, I minus. was gonna ask number numerical grade or letter grade, but I guess letter it doesn't grade. matter to Derek. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter apparently, Look. but yeah, letter grade, letter grade. Look, F minus. All right, because from why do you top, have minus? I give him an F minus because it starts at the top with the coaching staff, not ownership, but the coaching staff from doing making dumb decisions. Okay, that, that's that, that's part of it. Second part of it is the fact that we've got some young pieces, but then we've got some some bonehead pieces that uh, just don't. You know, we talked about the back end of the defense, drag routes, crossing routes dig routes, whatever you want to call it, crossing the format, like whatever kind of you want, you know, route you want to call it, we can't cover. So that's just bad on defense. On offense, you got Trevor playing his heart out. You got Robinson playing well when he gets the ball, thanks to F minus coaching. So in total, one in five games that we probably should have won that we didn't win because of bad decision making. And the fact that we just don't have the talent to pull off some other, you know, more victories, they get F minus right now. Man, you're harsh. So, uh, yeah, so F minus is the uh, <laughs> is the bar so far. JK three, where are you minus. at? Yo, I I'm not I'm not the brightest crayon in the box, and I don't even think I've got an F minus in my entire life. An F minus, F minus. Oh my gosh. 
You know, I'll, I'll stick with the C's and D's, get degrees, and you know, I'll give them, I'll give them a, a C minus, uh, only because um, the the C minus to me because I've seen I've seen them consistently get better since week one. Um, you know, I'm not trying to get this into moral victories and really just go into, you know, oh, they've gotten better this way. They, they've gotten better. Um, you know, there, there's been some coaching um, and some coaching wo- woes and some distractions, you know, within the team that, you know, have made it probably a little bit harder on them than what it needs to be. But on the play on the field, at least from the offensive side of the ball, uh, it has it has gotten better. The defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, you could say it's almost gotten worse, everyone except for Shaq Griffin. Um, but I think if they can continue to, you know, let the best athletes on the field at all times play on both sides of the ball and continue to give James Robinson, you know, the rock and let him wear down defenses, you know, that could, that, that could lead to a couple wins. I mean, if you look at the schedule and look at the current teams right now that they've got going, you know, the, they're, they're building, and if they keep improving the way they have been, it, it's going to be, like I said, this, they're going to be into some close games. All right. So that's a little bit more optimistic than F minus. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> He's like Shrek. He's angry. <laughs> you know what that's from? Monty I'm Python. Not, I don't know what whatever. that was. Yeah, no, Monty play Python. Again. Play it again. Where Yeah, that, that's what I hear. It got better like that. that <laughs> there's an is old some joke for our, is this some joke for our fans in London? <laughs> no, 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 it's definitely not. What is this? Definitely not. That's just what I hear. It, it got better. I don't want better, man. I want W's, man. I want wins. When you think about games like Cincinnati, where we couldn't get the W because of dumb stuff, like losing some of the games the way we've lost, um, you know, it just makes you want to, you know, Give them my F minus, and that's exactly what I did. So, um, all right. Well, uh, you know, the good thing is an F minus still gets us a hot dog after a win, so that's exciting. (laughs) Um, well, uh, you know, we have a little bit of time till the next game against Seattle. We do have one other episode going to be coming out here uh, in a few days or within a week. Uh, Pretty good interview we did, which I'm uh, we're all pretty excited about. Uh, so we'll have that content out in the bye week. And uh, otherwise, uh, you know, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review. Please subscribe. Um, if you're on Spotify, you can find us there. You can also find us on Google Podcasts. But otherwise, we appreciate everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.